How do you manage remote teams? You create a trusted, safe environment. How do you do that? That's a little more complicated, but we'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. This episode is brought to you by Shift Shaper Strategies. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. Clarify your message so you win more clients, crush your sales goals, and build your practice. Learn more at shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman. On this episode of Shift Shapers, we're speaking with Jason Troy. Jason is Chief People Officer at Unstoppable Workplaces. Now, there's a lot going on regarding workplaces. There's change, there's turmoil. Some of it's going to be temporary, some of it's going to be permanent. But at the end of the day, it all revolves around people. And we wanted to kind of pick Jason's brain on some of those matters. So with that, welcome, Jason. Hey, well, thanks for having me on the show and speaking to your fantastic tribe. Well, thank you much. So let's start with this. What is a chief people officer and what do they do? Well, I help people manage their most val or companies manage their most valuable asset that are people, right? And so that is everything from sort of the hiring process, the onboarding to helping them in leadership management, teamwork, culture, employee experience, pretty much all the way through because that is where you get the performance, right? That is really your advantage and competitive edge in the marketplace is the people. And I think it's how you think through getting the most out of people and creating the environment, right? And the things that bring the best out of them and they can be them their best selves. And I think today there's a lot, it's complicated to create this complete environment for people. And we're really in the very early stages where if you look at something like technology, it's pretty far along, right? There's always cutting edge things that they're introducing, but there's an IT department that's pretty sophisticated. I think if you look at the people aspect of it, we're like in the second or third inning at the most, if you look at a baseball analogy where the technology is probably at least in the seventh or eighth or even farther. And so that becomes the huge challenge is how do you put this all together? Because if you're taking a look at something right now with Corona, right, I think you're seeing a lot of great indicators of people engagement higher, you know, the job hopping is going less, but we saw that whole thing back in, you know, 08 as well. And not necessarily maybe with the engagement level, but I think with people staying put, but then, you know, as the volatility picked up and the opportunities, so did the challenges. So, I mean, what do you see as the near term and the intermediate term and then the long term changes? Because to use a baseball analogy, we've scrambled the players with the umps from both teams. We put them out on the field and we said, OK, now play a game. Yeah, I think the challenge is is how do we keep all of these people together and connected and not burned out 
over the long haul because you see all the data right now. Like if you see Gallup does a poll on employee engagement, it's the highest it's ever been, right? And you'll see some indicators where things appear to be going better, but often those indicators a year later often go down. And I think a lot of the people are galvanized around a purpose and the purpose is survival today. And you will do a lot for that, right? And, and that survival is not just the disease. It's that with the employment rate as high as it is, I'm happy to have a job because if I don't have a job, what is my family going to do? And so those things make people do things they might not normally do and look at things and be grateful for them. But that will often sh- that will change as we move forward, right? And you become more disconnected from your work because you can't see people, right? And the day-to-day norms come back. The job market's probably going to get better at some point, right, next year, and things improve. So I think that's a huge challenge for people across the board for a company is how do you think through the people equation and keeping them together, right? And so that raises a whole set of questions of managing, leading people, how do you create a resiliency in your individuals, in your organization? How do you change the employee experience completely? I mean, there are a lot of complex problems, right? Even things such as today is how do you hire people in a digital world and onboard them when they might not be able to touch you at all, right? And so those are super complex things. And I think the challenging aspect of all of this is people are going to have to experiment and do things way out of the box and be willing to spend money on it and try them because there won't be the data on a lot of these things working. But the challenge is if you don't, you will start to lose people because humans need like face-to-face interaction. They need to touch, feel, and they need to have the randomness that you lose in a workplace by having the conversations, the quote-unquote water cooler in the hallway and everything else. And now it all has to be planned because you lose that randomness, which is something, you know, it's like serendipitous that we have in humanity. Well, so among your clients or in the industry, just writ large, are you starting to see people take some of those experiments? And, and if you are, what are they looking like? Yeah, I think people are more and more willing to try things to do with people. And I think they're willing to open up because as I have conversations with literally not only my own clients, but just doing research and asking people, um, I, I find that they're almost close to zero managers and leaders who aren't working more now than they were before. And I'm also finding that like probably very few of my clients, maybe some of them now are taking vacation for the first time of the year. So I think a lot of that stuff creates a completely challenging environment. And so they're doing stuff on the teamwork side, but I think you see people by having like, you know, zoom parties and getting people together But also what I'm seeing people be much more willing to do is to be having conversations with people about topics that are more personal in nature, really wanting to do more one-on-ones, ask people about how they're doing, their family, getting to know them much more as people, 
you know, I have this game cards against mundanity that I, you know, had people play and it's essentially a set of questions that are pretty vulnerable. Like, you know, what's the most important lesson you've learned in the last year? Tell me the most, you know, biggest setback you've had in the last five years. Some, another question would be if you had one person to thank for helping you become the person you are today, who would that person be and what do they do? I'm having a lot of people much more willing to have those types of conversations and engage with people. Um, I'm also having, seeing that leaders and executives are willing to have all hands meetings and be much more vulnerable and share the truth about situation and also tell people when they don't have the answers and when they don't know, but keeping people more updated, right? I would say the other thing is that I'm finding people more willing to push decisions out to other people than to have them be clogged up as they were before. And that's really for companies of almost any size because now it's harder to create those decisions because you're not in a room. You have to contact everyone and get them together. And at some point, that's just not feasible. So I'm seeing people trying to do a lot more things that they haven't been doing before. Some are small, some are larger. But I think the realization right now is that things have to change pretty significantly overall. And then most people are significantly underprepared. And I think that fear is driving a lot and feeling like they're out of either out of control or don't have the answers or unsure of what's going to happen moving forward. Well, I mean, I, I think that's the salient question for a lot of this stuff, isn't it? I, you know, intellectually, we all understand that things need to change, that things are different. Some things are not ever going to go back the way they were. And in some cases that might be good. In some cases that might be bad, but we're balancing that against the emotional component because we are, you and I were talking offline, we are social beings and we like being around other folks and we like having those water cooler conversations. Is it going to take a long time for folks to rewire, even though they understand it intellectually to get that emotional component up to that same level of understanding? Do you think? I do. And I think that that's where the rubber band is going to start to snap back really hard. Because I think you're seeing leaders do a lot more communicating today, leaders and managers at every level. And you're seeing them do a lot of things that they hadn't been doing before the pandemic. And you're seeing even data like where engagement rates are climbing higher than they've ever been, right? All of this stuff. And I sort of call it like running on adrenaline. You can't not take vacations. You can, cannot be under all of the stress. You cannot do all of these things forever, right? And right now, I mean, I don't see a scenario where we're going back to the office or the workplace until the end of summer 2021. I can't see any because of legal issues and other ramifications. And that may be too optimistic, right? Well, I think at some point in 2021 it's going to take a toll on all of these people. And that usually means that things drop significantly because they just can't keep on doing this, right? So I think that's where the challenge comes in, that you have to think about how do I embed this stuff in my organization as a whole? 
and create it and do some significant change on how things are running as a business other than you just having to change how you're doing stuff and operating outside of your norm. Because people just don't normal, they're not able to do that for sustained periods of time um, before something occurs. And I think that's the challenge. And now a word from our sponsor. It's a fact. Salespeople and organizations lose opportunities because they don't clearly communicate their value. In today's market, your story is your message. It should be crystal clear, perfectly arranged, and precisely targeted to attract the clients you want. As a certified story brand guide, we use the exclusive SB7 process to create that story and the websites and collateral that deliver it. If your message isn't cutting through the noise, we can help. Visit us at shiftshaperstrategies.com to learn how we can help you find, clarify, and deliver a message that wins clients, crushes sales goals, and builds your practice. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. So learn more and schedule that call today at shiftshaperstrategies.com. That's shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now back to our discussion. If I'm a leader in a sales organization, and a lot of our listeners are either part of a sales organization or manage one or are in some capacity, I still have to be able to manage those high performers. And is that going to be more difficult to do remotely or are those folks kind of self-propelled? I think it's going to take much more structure and strategy behind several areas. One is teamwork. And you're going to have to have a plan around how are you going to create an environment to get the best out of people and create a trusted, safe place for them to consistently operate as a whole and to stay connected. Right now, I think it's more random that it is planned out as like a business plan. I also think you have to have much more structured one-on-ones and think through the cadence of it, right? So like for this one-on-one, I'm going to talk them about how their pipeline or other stuff do. And the next time I'm going to talk them about like how they're doing personally or how, what they think about the organization or what can we do better, right? I'm going to have month two one-on-one be about their career. I think you have to think these things through because you don't have enough time for all of these touches, yet people now need personal touches on Zoom video one-on-one more than ever. And you can't just have stagnant conversations. They have to be well thought through. And I think all of these things have to be. And I think that's where the challenge is because a lot of people are either reacting now or they're just doing things without having a thoughtful plan for the long term about how you're going to stage all this stuff and how you're actually going to do it. And I think that becomes the challenge for the people because things I would say to people is like, you should be doing things like peer recognition, right? Like have other people start to give awards to people in the organization and do things. You should be doing weekly pulses, asking them, you know, questions of your sales force, right? And there's a lot of questions you could be asking them to get some data back so you can get real-time feedback. 
I think you have to institutionalize a lot more things that you can make more automatic or a part of the things that you're doing rather than just doing these like bullets or random or thinking, boy, we need a teamwork or team building exercise. Let me go do that. They have to be at a certain cadence and planned out. And I think that's where very few organizations have fought through that part and where they're really going to get hit moving forward. So if, if I'm a business owner and I'm looking for leaders to move forward with, it seems from what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, that one of the things that we're going to look at much more strongly maybe than we've looked at before is emotional intelligence rather than just qualifications in terms of the actual job to be done. Would that be a fair statement? Yes, because I think if you look at the data right now, the, the skills that are rising to the top for dealing with is people of empathy, the people who have compassion, the people who have a plan and know how to build trust with people, right? I think those are the things that you're seeing are doing much better across the board, right, than other people. And I think that that other component of it is that the workforce is going to have to significantly up-level their overall skills. And a lot of these are soft and power skills. And I was looking, you know, at the charts from like Gartner Group and the amount of new skills that people are going to have to learn and skills over the next couple of years is significantly greater than they currently have in the amount per year that they've had to learn in the past. So I think that you're going to need people that are able to do this, right? So I had a client of mine that found that I was talking to to look at the Slack and Slack, right? And make sure when they're looking through the styles of people working, if they see something sort of odd or they feel it on their gut to contact them. Well, I had two clients like week that emailed me and said, you know, I was looking on Slack and I saw a couple things that seemed a little odd and I contacted the people and I would never, ever do that before. And I had conversations and there was something wrong. And I was like, yeah, you have to monitor this stuff as you would never before because you don't have the other indicators except digital ones many times. And so I think that those are the things that are making a sea change now that weren't before. And I think that that requires people to get a lot more training, a lot more development, and rethink their management and leadership styles and working styles and figuring out how other people work through empathy. That's why I think that skill set, everyone I'm seeing is rising to the top. In addition to calling you, what kind of resources are there out there right now? Or are they just being developed for folks who need to make these kinds of changes, both in the team component and also in the leadership cohort? There are a lot of tools out there today and you can look up and learn, you know, soft skills online and emotional. I think the challenge with learning about the skill sets like that, right? And I think you can read. I think you can listen to podcasts like this. I mean, podcasts are probably, you know, one of the greatest things because they're typically free and they deliver a tremendous amount of value. You can go to some online conferences. The challenge with the power of soft skills compared to a hard skill is a hard skill, you can watch it, learn it, and then implement it, right? And then it's pretty obvious whether you're doing it not well or not, and then get some help from someone. With soft skills and other stuff, it's much harder. So you're going to need some outside help in order to do it because you have to get the experience of doing it and then get feedback. 
And calling that feedback from people is how you get better at it. But you have to start doing these things. And usually what I would do was say, I would talk to my manager, leader, or people that you're working with and start to ask them about areas that they think you could get better at, right? And there's a lot of ways you could be asking that. And you could say, well, what skills do you think that I need to improve on? And you know what? They don't have to all be a hundred percent accurate or right, but a lot of these ones will be pretty close. And then start getting and doing and taking action and learning them because they're usually the holes that are in your career path moving forward. And there's many ways to get that feedback, right? But you need it in order to get better and to rise above this in this whole environment. And so. It's going to be a challenge for everyone. And just get to roll up your sleeves and get to work and try a lot of new things. We've got about a minute left. Where do you see us and the workplace in, say, five years? What's that vision look like as we sit here today? I think that a lot of it is going to be back in the office, but then there's going to be a lot of people working remotely. And I think what's going to happen is that if anything occurs, people will be able to switch on a dime. And I think they'll have honed in the ability to work remotely in a digital world much better, which is going to make it a lot better for companies because they can now find workers anywhere. And I think the same for organizations. But the challenge is going to be how far the people move off of making the people, the teamwork, the culture, the employee experience a business priority. And I think that to me is the central question because the companies that do are going to have a significant competitive advantage and the companies that won't, but it's going to take a lot of major shifts moving forward than we are today. And that's a great place to leave our conversation for today. Jason Troy, Chief People Officer at Unstoppable Workplaces. Jason, thanks for sharing your insight and your expertise with our audience today. Thanks for having me on the show. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. 